This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Bittersweet Symphony, it is indeed one of your favorites to play on. Patriots defeat Sunday's Joe Braverman. 31-17, your final. I've actually turned it into a shortcut. <laughs> just just control four, boom, this link comes up. We need to play it too often, two and six. I mean, I'm not sure what else we expected. I tried to talk myself into the Pats winning by three. Andy, you were pretty comfortable and confident in the idea they would lose by ten or more. 28-17, I was close. Yeah, you were a lot closer than I was. And it was interesting, uh, and we'll talk to Mike Cadlick in just a second here from WEI.com, but it was interesting that Christian, I haven't heard anyone really take the Patriots' defense to task so much today, or even recently, because I think there's been a lot of, obviously there's been a, uh, a high level of offensive criticism uh, for the majority of the season, but uh, I don't think, I think people have been more sympathetic towards the defense because the offense hasn't gotten the job done because obviously they lost their two best players, Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon. But is the is today the day that we don't necessarily need to lump them into the you're not good enough and not getting it done category? Uh, were they just as mid today? What do you what do you where do you think that comes from? I thought the defense was pretty bad today. I mean, you allowed two receivers to go over a hundred yards each. They combined for I think it's fifteen catches. Um, Did you tweet re- out earlier in the day? By the way, Andy, was it you who I believe said? Might be time for the Patriots to break out that um, <laughs> Tyreek Hill kryptonite defense. Break out their ama- <laughs> amazing Tyreek Hill kryptonite, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't uh, choose to use that today, but uh, they actually yeah. played the opposite of that. It was let him run all over the field defense. What the hell was 15 catches for 239 yards combined and two touchdowns between Waddle yeah, and Tyreek. Um, all right, obviously they have, they have a better defense. They were without Xavier Howard, they, so they were without their top corner and their top Safety today in Javon Holland, yeah, and Xavier Howard. Now well, I don't know about their top corner anymore because well, Xavier. Ha- I think Xavier Howard. If they're both healthy, I still think that Xavier Howard may be a whisker better. Any which way, is maybe they have a one and a one A or two one A's, whatever it is. Um, the but still, you know, none of your guys went off like that. 
And if if there's ever going to be an argument, you don't for, have guys. Surround your guy. Surround your guy with guys. That would have been. There's your argument right there. Look, they've got two dudes. They've really got two absolute studs. Mm-hmm. Not so much the Pats. And now no. their best receiver on the season thus far, Kendrick Bourne. You're probably not going to see him until at least after the Germany bye, maybe even after Thanksgiving, because he has to get an MRI tomorrow. That's rough stuff. Well, Whew. your top receiver is available. His name's Juju. Top receiver. Yeah, he was Juju as your number one receiver. I was told he was your number one receiver. That's what I was told. Who are you told you that people. By? You people. Who? My people. people. I never told you that. Reporters, beat writers, everybody was telling me how good he is. He was an upgrade, yards after catch, run after catch. He's a number one receiver, all these things. And he isn't. And he barely saw the field, and he didn't see the field till both Bourne and Parker were injured. Um, you'll have to bump Tyquan Thornton up, who didn't see the field because he wasn't allowed to see the field because he was inactive. Uh, mm-hmm. Kayshawn Booty's been inactive. Mm-hmm. You know, this log jam of receivers that the Globe described in training camp and your guy, Bill Barnwell, wanted to trade Kendrick Bourne because My you know, guy. he was the odd man out. I don't know. I feel like you're a Barnwell guy. I'm I just labeled you that. I, 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 I um, like him perfectly well, but I'm not a Barnwell guy. Like this this whole depth of receiver that, that you know, I, I called it a house of cards. I thought it was a house of cards. It is a house of cards, and, and now it's a pile of cards. You're putting way too much pressure, in my opinion, on Demario Douglas to be mm-hmm. something that's kind of unfair. I know we say receivers don't have to come in the early rounds, but a sixth-round rookie undersized receiver to ask him to be your number one receiver mm-hmm. is a He was supposed to just unfair. contribute a little bit this year, not be the focal point of the damn offense. Yeah, now he's the guy. So it's it's not going to get any easier, and it's certainly not going to get any better in terms of matchups. Right? Like, you go to Washington. They have Terry McLaurin, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. And Jahan Dotson. And Jahan Dotson. So they have two receivers better than anybody you have. Huh, where have I heard that before? Oh, it's been the story of every week of the season, right? Week one. Yeah, and Sam Howell balled out, had another one of his Sam Howell days balling out today in defeat yeah, but once again. Sam Howell is what he is. I think you might actually he's measure up quarterback-wise. He's he's a med, mid-quarterback. He can be high, he can be low. But my point is, week one, did the other team have two receivers better than you? Yes. Uh, they did. Week two, did the other mm-hmm. team have two receivers better than you? Yes. Week three, yes. Mm-hmm. I forgot who we played week four, but I'm sure it's true. Don't check it. Week four Cowboys. Uh, Week four was Dallas. They definitely okay. have two receivers yes. better than Week five, yes. Week six, yes. Every single week, not one, but two receivers better than anything you have. And it's weird that you don't measure up in terms of offense, right? Like that. there's just a shortcoming there, and it was poor management. You can't say they didn't go get anybody. Mm-hmm. They've gone and, get, and gotten receivers. You know, whether it's Nelson Aguilar, didn't work. Whether it's Juju Smith-Schuster, didn't work. Devontae Parker, didn't work. Tyquan Thornton didn't work. They've used tens of millions of dollars per season, and they've used a second-round pick. If you want to go back to as far as Nikhil Harry, but I'm looking more in the last year or two, they've invested in it, but not fully invested in it. I keep saying this. They're buying the knockoff version. They're buying the generic Q-tip and then saying, why is my ear bleeding? Well, because it's a cardboard stick with no cotton on the end. Why don't you buy the real Q-tip? They're, they keep shopping in the generic section or the Amway section, right. I just learned. The, the, right. We had you stumble. <laughs> now you know what Amway's all about. See, we all learn a little something every day, and especially here on the Six Rings postgame show. And let's learn a little bit more about today's game. I saw him very active on the tweet machine, a.k.a. the Xbox, if you will, earlier today. And he was being a little critical of his team, which I know can be pretty difficult for the former Worcester State star quarterback. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline, 
the beat reporter extraordinaire for the New England Patriots at WEEI.com, our pal Mike Cadlick. Mike, you weren't too happy with you guys today, were you? What's up, fellas? Uh, no, I wasn't. They weren't good. Uh, no no size of the ball, no angle. Offense, defense, uh, not great. Um, Andy, I just heard you talking about, and I want to want to take responsibility for it, talking up one Juju Smith-Schuster this offseason. I thought he was an upgrade. thought he was going to be a yak guy. I thought he was going to be pretty good. I thought he was going to be that number one. He wasn't. Uh, it's funny, he comes right in the game and scores a touchdown today, but all the while being benched and not playing instead of uh, – or playing behind, excuse me, guys like Jalen Rager and a six-round rookie. So, um, yeah, no, it, it wasn't good. The defense, uh, after having an answer uh, in week two against Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, they had the exact opposite today. Uh, offensively, they couldn't get in a rhythm. Mac Jones was sped up, even though he did look like he had some time today. Um, kind of sort of had those jitters again. Wide receiver spacing was poor. Um, then two guys go down, and then it's just it, it just unravels from there. So uh, after a good one last week, a bad one this week, and now we're back to two and six and talking about tanking and trade deadline again. So uh, no, no good, no good today. Yeah, they didn't have an answer. This was like a Scantron test that the teacher gave you, and somehow you were off by one bubble. Every bubble you were off and like just <laughs> yep. missed, and somehow you failed. You get everyone wrong. They you didn't know any answer. of the answers, so you just went down. And you're like uh, yep. C D D Abba Cadabba, Abba Cadabba, or something. Yeah, you started spelling cab, bab, abs. Yeah, nothing worked. The one thing I want, or you do the thing where you fill out you fill out all the C's because everyone says that C is the most likely answer every time, and it just it doesn't work. Yeah, nope, not going to work. You're not going to get a good grade, and they don't deserve a good grade, and. Certainly some of it, we've been talking a lot about you don't measure up athletically, personnel-wise. Certainly you don't have receivers like mm-hmm. theirs. You don't have coverage, like whatever. But I also think there's some schematic or coaching issues here. The touchdown mm-hmm. to Jalen Waddle. why does everybody freak out because Hill runs a motion? Or the Hill <laughs> touchdown, I think you're doing a disservice to put um, Marte Mapu on the field in that situation. Like He is a big, he's, he's a borderline linebacker, and... Mm-hmm. Why is Jalen Mills not at like I feel like you have better options so the the talent and the guys on the field are gonna take the bulk of the heat. I think there's some weird personnel and scheme choices being made as well. I agree. And people talk about, you know, Belichick sort of becoming outdated and not understanding football like it like it is now and like it's how he kind of plays like it used to be. Um everyone talks about it on offense and we can get to that, but I mean defensively you're right, Andy. You hit you hit the nail on the head there. I mean this little, it's everyone's calling it the cheap motion where they kind of give the guy a little running, running way and then run up the sideline like Canadian football. And there, yeah. don't get me wrong, there were plenty of illegal motions today that we can get to because I know everyone doesn't want to blame the refs, and I don't think it would have made a difference in the game. But they were off today. They were awful today. We can get to that. But, no, that cheap motion, um, having Mapu in space against guys like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle doesn't make sense. And I know you're decimated not only at corner, but, you know, there's been some uh, movement at safety as well, and you don't really have that true guy. But you're right. I mean, to see how simple is it to put a guy like Jalen Mills out there, like a guy who played well at safety in the past in his career. Um, so, yeah, they, they, they were outplayed. They were out-schemed um, on defense. And then offensively, too, if we want to we want to talk about schematics, uh, I look at personnel, and I look at the receivers who went down today, and Parker and uh, Bourne go down. And then you look across the and Tyquan Thornton's a healthy scratch. And you look across the league, DeAndre Hopkins scores three touchdowns, and George Pickens scores his third of the season. Tyquan Thornton has two in his entire career. So they're completely behind the eight ball, not only personnel-wise, but schematically as well. And 
um, the thing, things have to change because you're right, they, they got beat by their own game today. Mike Cadlick from WEEI.com and the Six Rings Podcast joins us via the Harbor One Hotline here on the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. Yeah, next week against Washington, Mike, just uh, of the many different thoughts swirling through the head right now as we try to sift through all the the, 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 the wreckage, the madness, and the leftover mm-hmm. trash from today's game. Next week, you could be going against Washington. Uh, uh, not exactly the a daunting secondary necessarily, but you could be going in with a receiving core of Demario Douglas, Jalen Rager, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Devontae Parker. Uh, and you may, and who knows if they'll call someone up or pick up someone off the scrap heap as well. Uh, you could have Hunter Henry and Mike Kosicki, who was a, I mean, was he a DNP today? Did, was he even out there? I asked Andy earlier. Did you even see him? Did you hear his name called during the game as well today? I think Gasicki had one catch on a hitch route, and besides that, he was non-existent. The only thing I saw him do other than the hitch route that he had zero yards after catch on uh, was celebrate with Kendrick Bourne after his touchdown. So he was non-existent. I don't know if that's scheme. I don't know if that's the player not doing what he's supposed to do, but you're right. Gasicki hasn't been out there either. And you talk about a now decimated wide receiver room, um, and you guys might call me crazy. I mentioned it this morning before today's game. Um, but with this trade deadline coming up, and it, it, everyone talks about it, so it's not really a hot take, um, and it might kind of sound hot takey, but like I really do look like a guy, look at a guy like Jerry Judy in Denver, and they're playing right now. They're losing to the Chiefs. They're going to be in sell mode, and the Patriots need weapons at wide receiver. And I talked about it all off season. We've talked about it with DeAndre Hopkins, and they never really did it right. And Judy is a guy who would not be a rental because he's not going into a contract here. He's still under team control next season. So I don't think of him as a guy who's going to be a savior for the season. Like, I'm not going to say, sit here and say, you go grab Jerry Judy and all of a sudden you go on a run and make the playoffs. But what it does is gives Max a semblance of a number one option at wide receiver. You go into this season, especially with the decimated room now, and you try and make something of it. But then next season, whether it's Max still your guy and he now has a guy in Jerry Judy who he had at Alabama and has a little bit of a rapport with, but if you move on from Mac and you bring in a number one or a number one quarterback or a new quarterback, you now have a number one wide receiver that you've never had here before that they give all these other young players to try and have an actual weapon on the field that he can kind of grow with. So um, that's the one name I look at and something that I can see them doing at the wide receiver position that would be a real splash. Do I expect it? Absolutely not, because they haven't done anything that tells me they would do something like that. But uh, that's the one that continues to make the most sense to me, not only this past offseason, but even now with the trade deadline when you're sitting here at 2-6. and six. I don't consider it a buy move, but I consider it a move that helps you now and also in the future. So you bring up the trade deadline. That's one of the hurdles on the horizon that's probably going to weigh on some minds over the next two days until um, mm-hmm. you get past that. But the bigger weight is... There's a lot of freaking football left to, be, left to be played, and they're not playing good football. And, you know, right. you've been in that locker room a lot, and you know there are um, pillars of leadership, but I also think there are some other um, weaker-minded uh, competitors on this football team. Do you think this, like, the wheels falling off is a, is a possibility when you're at 2-6, and six, a lot of football left to be played, and, and really no upside to the season? Yeah, I do. Um but I don't think that's like a I don't think that's a Patriots locker room problem. I really don't. I think that would be sort of any team sitting at two and six with 
a head coach who's going into his 70s and a quarterback who doesn't look like he can compete with at a top five level that you really need to win a Super Bowl mixed with um, the only real leaders on the team that have had success in the league are Matthew Slater, who's a special teamer, and David Andrews, who's um, a center that, you know, is toward, you know, turning towards the end of his career. So um, it's hard to gravitate towards anyone because, like I said, the one guy who, who is the experienced winner is a special teamer who plays 10% of snaps. Right. So even when it's a Hunter Henry or a Mac Jones that's trying to galvanize the guys, how easy is it for you to look towards someone like that and think, oh, yeah, this is who we want to back when they haven't had success themselves. So, um, And then Belichick, too, is the guy who you think can you know get these guys going because he has the experience. But I just mentioned it before. He's in his 70s, and he doesn't really relate to these guys like he used to when he was in his, you know, even his 50s and 60s and understood the game with winners around him like Brady. So uh, they are in a tough spot from, from a leadership perspective, but I don't think that's, like, the fault of theirs. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, Mac Jones stinks as a leader and Hunter Henry stinks as a leader. I just think that they don't have enough experience to truly try and galvanize guys, and it's easy to tune guys out like that. So, um yeah, they're in a tough spot. Like, I don't want to sit here and try and say rebuild again um, and, you know, retool and think of the whole thing as a complete disarray. But, I mean, it kind of is. You're two and six, and we're talking about, you know, fringe top five picks again. So, uh, yeah. they, they need to – I don't even – like, it's hard to sit here every single week and the players say it themselves. Like, you know, we got to sit here and look in the mirror and just try and – try and win the next one. Like that gets so old and it's even oh, getting so old for me here, here on the show yeah, every Sunday. Like it's, it really is. It's tiring and it almost sounds fake. And I sit here and talk, I say it myself and it's like, I mean, that's not true. Like that, like, what are you supposed to do at this point? It's, it's hard and it's, it's tough for a football team. Uh, all right, Mike, we'll get you. I'm so tired of hearing that too. I just don't like when I hear Max say like, got to do better. We'll look at the film, be better. This, that from Belichick. Like I just, I completely tune it out. I just, at that point, I'm right. just, I've heard it so many times. Obviously, they're not able to do it, whether it's a schematics issue, if it's a, a motivation or a tune-out issue, if it's a talent, talent issue. It could be a combination therein. The easiest right. and the simplest answer and the correct one may be the most boring one. But uh, I hear you about the Jerry Judy thing. They need to find a way to acquire talent. He's not an unrestricted free agent until after the 2024 season. Denver did pick up his fifth-year option, so he's owed $13 million next year still. Uh, a pretty good price tag for somebody who could potentially be a wide receiver. And you got it, too. You've had well, the money it, next year, so. Oh, for sure. And obviously there was the connection with Mac and he uh, in college. Right. If Mac is going to be your quarterback next year, which we don't know. Right now, he's got two for 50 and a touchdown today as the Broncos lead the Chiefs 14-9. to nine. I'll get you out on this one, Mike. Uh, quick prediction from you. Who do you think, if anyone, gets moved on Tuesday? Uh, it feels like Josh Uche's time here is up. Um, I think the fact that he practiced all week, um, you would think at that point he's at least close to playing. And so you would assume that they would send him on the trip and try and be a game time decision and work him out. But um, the fact that he didn't even travel on Saturday morning tells me that it's clear they're at least working behind the scenes um, with a guy like that to try and get him dealt. And I look at the reporting from Jeremy Fowler from ESPN who said that he was a name that keeps popping up. Then Henry McKenna from Fox Sports mentioned that they're not close to a deal. So that's the one that makes the most sense to me. If you're not going to re-sign him this offseason, if you're not going to extend him, then get something for him while you can. So um, it, it wouldn't not only would it not shock me at all, but it would kind of shock me if he doesn't end up getting moved by Tuesday. It just feels like all the tea leaves are there for that to happen. Appreciate the time as always, Mike. Of course, you can follow Mike at Mike Cadlick. You can hear him here on the Six Rings podcast each and every week with interviews, the Cadlick's Crucial Clashes. 
each and every Thursday as well. Of course, he pops in on the Rich Keefe Show and various other spots here on the dial, and you can read his musings, analysis, and more at weei.com. Have a good night, Mike. Sadly, no victory pizza for us, but yep. maybe next week <laughs> the, t- the tune will change. Thanks, fellas. We'll talk to you. Thanks for having talk me. To you later. Mike Cadillac joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. When we come back, we'll get to more of your calls. We'll continue to play... Uh, what did we call that game again, Andy? Uh, we have to have a conversation about that. Was the name of our little game tonight? Yes, we need to have never a chat good about when your parents. Who... <laughs> never good when your parents, your wife, or your football analysts say we have to have a conversation. We'll play. We have a conversation. We'll get to the rest of your calls. Andy's thumbs up and thumbs down. The cars for kids player of the game, and we will make sure to wrap this puppy up by seven thirty and throw it to Sunday Night Football via Westwood One. It's all coming up here on the Six Rings Post Game Show on EEI. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Miami Dolphins are 6-2 for the first time in 22 years as they continue to be the pace setters atop the AFC East as they get to 2-1 in the division. 31-17, your final. Yes, that is correct. Miami Dolphins are 6-2. They were the mirror image of the Patriots record at 5-2 heading into the game, and the 2-5 and five Patriots were trying to capitalize on the momentum and positivity that they built after last week's win against the Bills. But after Buffalo's performance, barely squeaking by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24-18 on Thursday night, I think we have to reframe last Sunday's win as well as reconsider the future of the football team in Foxborough, at least for the 2023 season, because things ain't looking so rosy and bright now, and it to me, Andy now kind of feels like it's Miami's division to win. The Jets win today as well, 13-10, to in what easily had to be one of the most boring games to attend in recent NFL history. It was windy, it was cold, it was rainy. The Giants had negative eight passing yards. Brian Dayball continues to prove that he's a wonderful offensive coordinator when he has legitimate players and talent around him. But man, does he stink at the end of the game as far as late-game play calling goes. Coaching to lose, coaching with fear, that's never the way to coach. That's not how you want to coach to win. Uh, But, yeah, the Patriots are firmly entrenched and rather comfortable in the cellar of the AFC East. No soup for you. Back to the phones we go, Andy, before we have some conversations and play. Thumbs up and thumbs down. Uh, You want to go to Rhode Island, New Hampshire, or Massachusetts? Rhode Island. Ah, Our old pal Matt's in Rhode Island. Double dry hop Matt checks in. How are you, Matt? Uh, yes, sir. Fitzy, just let me get this off my chest. I think you'll enjoy it. The call about sports radio affecting any professional sports franchise in any city at any level 
the single dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. At no point did it make any sense. Everyone on the radio is now dumber for listening to this. I award her no points, and then I've, I've, I've got a mercy on her soul. Well done. Max! Yes. My guy! Billy Madison. Well done. Nailed it. You did. Uh, it. Okay. Stop staring at me, Swan. <laughs> so, um, the second, um, the, the when, when Mac went, I went to the podium after last week's win, is when I knew that this week was going to turn out like this. I hate to rail on the kid. Like, obviously, there's been a lot of, um, you know, things going on last year and this year. But, you know, the, the mistakes he's making with the interceptions, you know, you can't boil it down to these losses on him, but I just don't think he's that guy. Um, you got to get yourself a hipster doofus like McDaniel. So you, you got to tear this whole thing apart. And I hate to say it, but you're, you're looking at like two, possibly three more, if, even if he did everything perfectly, two or three more years of this kind of football to rebuild this whole franchise. Thanks, guys. Hey, appreciate that's the call, call, Matt. Matt. Well, that's a great. That's a great call. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Honestly, uh, if you missed that call earlier, you can use the rewind feature on the Odyssey app. It was a uh, just under an hour, just a little over an hour ago, where I had a little bit of a uh, little bit of a meltdown with a caller who said that uh, sports radio is one of the reasons why teams don't people don't want to come play in Boston, and the teams are underperforming of late. We should just appreciate everything and stop being so darn negative. Me. Yes, me. That's right, me. Well, that's the the worst part of this. You know me. I'm hard skinned. I'm a snarkster. I'm I'm a lot of things. Andy, um, no way. I hadn't even bit. noticed that. Wait, but this team, yeah, Andy. If you're gonna hit me with so many, so many truth bombs and news drops, hold on. This team has broken Mike Cadlick. This team has broken Nick Fitzy Stevens. This team is breaking the most optimistic, homerific, positive people around it so screw you lady like the, the, this team is so Andy does that mean you were already broken uh yeah I'm pretty sure I was broken at birth I'm a uh I'm a broken <laughs> man in so many ways broken but no it at seriously birth, has the heart story uh, you know what I, I fully I, expect coming pretty soon there is going to be a Dan Roach Steve Burton Mike Reese just like powwow on WBZ where they rip everything because they are next to be broken by this football team you guys were the positive ones that were broken now they're the positive ones that's coming because that's the way it's trending don't blame us blame the team that is breaking us breaking yeah Boston. I mean we're gonna need to have a beer summit about this I mean I have a beer summit every night about a, a million different topics separate problem <laughs> well it's not bra- define problem uh, yeah you're right go with it yeah that's fine just right it's, it's all good listen uh, I I I just, I just like Fourier really opened. I was, I'm really glad Christian called in when he did. That was an excellent call. Uh, it was just a little under an hour ago. And if you missed it once again, subscribe to the podcast. It'll be in the Six Rings feed. Of course, you could use the Odyssey app and more. But I, he really did open my eyes to the idea that everything on the team was not good today. Mac Jones did not play a good game. The wide receivers after Bourne got hurt, not very good. The tight ends, not very good. The offensive line. Not very good. The defensive line, not very good. The cornerbacks, definitely not very good. The linebackers, actually injured and pretty much non-existent. The coaching, not very good. The play design at times from Bill O'Brien, like Mike Cadlick uh, criticized them for being on Twitter uh, with some spacing issues, not very good. Like, it was a mess. Like, this is, and this is week eight. This is, and, and you know you're going up against Miami, and you actually played them better at home week two when we thought you weren't as good a football team because you weren't coming off of your signature win, the best win to date 
at least on the season, the best win for Mac Jones as a pro, where we thought you built up some positivity and momentum after beating Buffalo last week. Like, how it all came undone like that. And really, again, it goes a lot of it goes back, for me, to your tweet, Andy, about, like, oh, just put John Jones. John Jones was nowhere near Tyreek Hill today, or so it seemed. Just put John Jones. He always does such a great job erasing Tyreek Hill. I mean, these guys, like uh, Braverman pointed it out earlier in the postgame, Waddle and Hill went off for, what, three touchdowns total and 240 yards on 15 catches? That is correct. Uh, yep. Everybody, yeah, uh, please turn in your key card or at least no soup for you. No, no full-size candy bars for anybody. That's a lousy effort. And I just, we should be long past the excuse-making at this point. Don't you agree, Andy? Well, I think Mac is past the excuse-making. That's where I give him credit. I, I think he's kind of telling it like it is, right? Don't you feel like he's been pretty, you said even-keeled, and I agree with that, and I know he does the got to be better, but this is what happens when you lose. Like Drew Bledsoe used to get similar criticisms for saying the same things at the podium, mm -hmm. loss after loss, interception after interception, but what else are you supposed to do? You're being honest. You're just sort of being factual, right? Like, I can't make that mistake. I got We got to make more plays. We got to be better. We got to execute. We got to do that. Like, at some point, it is what it is. You're not that good. And that's the reality of these Patriots. And as you pointed out, this is literally midseason form for the Patriots. They are in mm -hmm. midseason form. This is who they are. This is what they are. It's probably only going to get worse because you're probably going to get more dinged up. You lost Christian Gonzalez. You lost Judon. Oh, they're your best defensive players. You may have lost your best receiver today for a period of time with Kendrick Bourne getting an MRI on a knee that apparently is in a big brace and that whole thing. Like, it's not going to get better. You don't get healthier. You don't get deeper. You don't get more talented, generally, as an NFL season goes on. So their midseason form is bad. It's their late-season form that I'm worried about. Yeah. I I mean, we're, uh, the only thing – you're certainly not going to be looking forward to playoffs, but – the thing that you would look forward to, hopefully, would be the development of players who could sort of like eyes to the surface, take advantage of their opportunity, maybe showcase that they belong on this team and that they'll be part of the solution, not the problem going forward. But guys like Tyquan Thornton, I mean, I don't even want to like goof around with not great, Bob, or what would you say you do here? Or any of the other pop cultural references that we make? We know pop culture. Demario Douglas is here to stay. But like Tyquan Thornton is such a mess now. That in addition to the fact that he's hurt every third game, now he's a healthy scratch? How could your second-round draft pick, who's supposed to be the fastest member of your football team, not help out this week and not be good enough to play halfway through his second season in the NFL? And as Catlett pointed out, George Pickens picked up a slot later who I wanted them to pick last year. And oh, but all the criticism I took for calling out that pick last year. He catches a touchdown today for Pittsburgh. And yet Tyquan Thornton can't even find his way to the field. What the hell is going on, Andy? Well, you you can't play everyone, Bill said. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. No wonder why I padded the walls in my home studio. Jeez. Uh, oh, and by the way, I yeah. have not seen the highlights, but apparently the officiating in Steelers-Jaguars was worse than Patriots-Dolphins. Uh, you have players flat out uh, accusing the officials in post-game interviews of, of wanting the Jaguars to win, that they're on the take. So oh, and, and, and did you see Andy? There's a highlight going around on Twitter right now as well of a fourth down measurement in Ravens Cardinals where yeah, the referee spots the ball and then he's like, "Nah, I think I'm just going to move it back six I'm inches." I'm not. I need to see the high angle of that yeah. one because I think uh, that one's misleading. Because sometimes there's a guy be. 
on the camera side with his foot down and you look mm-hmm. over and, and he's the one spotting it and you have to respot it. It's like, you know what was very weird? The fumble late in the game. I think it was Mostert where they mm-hmm. said his forward progress was stopped and the whistle had blown. Live, I thought the whistle had blown. Then they showed a replay and the whistle had not blown on the no. replay. And I started to wonder, was there something going on? Were they screwing with the, the audio channel and the video channel? Because live, the whistle happened at a different time than it did in the replay. I can't sure. trust anything anymore. I can't trust replay. I can't trust audio. I can't trust spots or officials. The whole damn thing is starting to feel scripted. Andy, what can you trust, really? Nothing. Just myself. That's why I lean on myself and nobody else's eyes, nobody else's grades, nobody else's anything. You can only trust me. Yeah, it, all, it all feels rigged, scripted, or jobbed, honestly. like if I you, liked it uh, when it was rigged and we were good. Does Vince McMahon have enough free time on his hands now, now that you know they merged with uh, who, who did the WWE merge with? They merged with the Ultimate uh, UFC. Yeah, it's like, like UFC. That, and I think it was like, like Endeavor or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, does he have enough time that he's now consulting for the NFL? Maybe. Because all of this, like, and again, like I pointed out, this is the era of the brotherly shove or the tush push. So every play should be live until we hear the whistle. The forward progress has stopped, blah, 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 on the play. That feels like it's like a bygone now. Like that feels like it's long since past, but apparently not. Again, the officiating was rather inconsistent, to say the least, today. But that was not the main reason why your New England Patriots lost today's game, 31-17. to Perhaps a contributing factor? Sure. Definitely sort of uh, an unfortunate, an unfortunate uh, cause, but not the entire effect? Yes. But, again, you know, like you pointed out, Andy, sometimes the good teams, the buttoned-up teams, the well-prepared, the well-coached teams are the ones who usually get the benefit of the doubt, the ones that have the stars and the teams that are struggling, bumbling, and complaining with the coach swearing up and down the sidelines are the ones who often do not get the calls. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Just a half an hour left here on the Six Rings postgame show. Don't you go anywhere. Stick around with us until we throw it to Sunday Night Football here on WEI. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Third and one. As they play from the 31-yard line. Two of fakes over the middle. Wide open. Waddle's going to waltz in. 31 yards on the catch and run. As Miami tries to turn out the lights on New England. That was the proverbial nail in the old gridiron coffin today for your Patriots as they had just scored a touchdown to make it 24-17, to and we thought, hey, that's a familiar score. But don't worry, the defense bent and broke, and Jalen Waddell was so wide open, we actually, for a moment, 
couldn't see anyone from the Dolphins or the Patriots on the field as he scored on his big day. 15 catches, 239 yards, and three touchdowns accounted for by Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill today as the Dolphins, led by Tua Tungavailoa and Grease Pencil Gridiron Genius, the Vunderkin that is Mike McDaniel, 31-17 to stay atop the AFC East over your New England Patriots. So as soon as Cadlick, Mike Cadlick from WEI.com hung up with us, uh, Andy, how about this? He just tweeted out tw- uh, right after he hopped off the horn with us, am I crazy to say the 49ers should trade for Mac Jones? And then there's a bunch of other people saying, Mac Jones, you are a Minnesota Viking. Could I just... Put just put a percentage on it for the for the flip of it as we go through the final sixteen minutes of our broadcast here and our little farewell super segment. five percent, ten percent to to forty ers I don't think the Vikings makes any sense. Why would the yeah, Vikings we talked trade about for you Matt know Jones? going in the tank and yeah yeah. yeah yeah yeah. But you know the forty ers at least had some sort of reported affinity for Mac Jones in the draft and maybe they should have taken him number three overall instead of Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan and the whole Phil Sims. I mean. Uh, Chris Sims connection and so uh, there's at least some some little breadcrumbs as Mac Jones mm-hmm. would say to put together a loaf there I love it I would absolutely talk about injecting life into the second half of the season in a weird way by getting rid of Mac, Mac Jones. Jones yeah oh it would change I would I think it would spin the entire NFL world let alone Pats fans WEI anyone and everywhere would completely be spun around on their head um but look at listen uh I don't think he should have played today. This whole clearing the protocol after getting his bell absolutely rung on Monday Night Football on that vicious hit in the pile on San Francisco's poorly executed tush push. And pretty much everyone should stop doing that play unless you're the Eagles at this point because your quarterback probably can't squat 600 pounds, bro, like Jalen Hurts can. But on do the you day even do today, legs? Yeah, kids, bell legendary without leg day, bro. Uh, Brock Purdy today, 20 of 29, 296 yards, one touchdown, two picks, turnovers, killing him yet again. I know he had no Debo Samuel, but you still have Ayuk, Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, who has scored a touchdown in yet another game. Have you seen Joe Burrow's stat line today against the vaunted San Francisco defense, Andy? No, do tell, because I love Joe Burrow. I, I so, so do I as well. Um, 28 of 32, 283, three touchdowns. A damn okay. near perfect game pitched by Burrow. Not bad. Not bad. Jamar Chase, 10 for a hundo and a tutty. Uh, T. Higgins, 5 for 69. Joe Mixon, 15 for 89 and a touch. Wow. They, By the I, way, I Burrow's a... passer rating with those stats is yep. 134.8. Damn. Must be nice. He uh, Must be nice. I don't think the Bengals are dead and buried like people thought. Nope. I said they weren't, and I had them picked big. Oh, today and Brock well. Purdy just threw another pick. Ah, you can't. Wow. Ravens are up right now 24-15 over the Cardinals with three minutes left. Broncos look like they are going to pull off the upset a mile high in the snow yep. against a flu-ridden Patrick Mahomes. It's 21-9 to with six and a half minutes left, but never count them out. Seahawks got the dub against the Browns in the Pacific Northwest 24-20, to and it looks like the Bengals are going to pull off the upset in San Francisco 31-17 to with just two minutes remaining by the way that pick just got nullified roughing the passer oh geez. so purdy purdy escapes another turnover uh, maybe he'll uh, he escapes the turnover we'll see if he can light a spark and try to stage a comeback but it's going to be tough shakes for him all right andy before we get to uh any Ooh. more of your final thoughts and thumbs up and thumbs down i got one or two more calls i got to clean up real quick uh steven salisbury welcome to the show hello 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 
Hello. Salisbury, oh, you're on. on. How are you, sir? <laughs> um, first of all, uh, it'd be nice if you guys could get some more calls in, you know, a, a quicker pace. All right, pick up the pace, Steve. Okay, thank and you, Steve. And then second of the all, okay, yep, all I, right. I think I, I think it's pretty clear to everybody, right, that the entire thing, uh, the the entire legacy and everything, is is being ruined, is being destroyed, and I think you can go back six or seven years, where Belichick has deliberately planned this all out over the uh, Brady and the. Um, the other QB there, Garoppolo, that he wanted, yeah, that he wanted to keep instead. You, you can tell. Listen, no professional is going to be making the picks and uh, and playing the people that he is. Now he was a good general manager as far as being able to pick people up off the scrap heap and uh, and, uh, and and find people here and there that it had knee injuries, back injuries. But now th- this is beyond that. Th- this is um, this is really sickening w- what's going on. I, I had season tickets years ago with my dad for 25 years up until the late 80s. And um, th- this is worse than uh, back in the days of the late 60s with like Mike Tolliver and, and, and whatever, et cetera, et cetera. In those days, and in yep. those days as well, the referees gave the Patriots mm-hmm. all the worst calls and picks because they were easy to pick on. So yeah. I, I don't know what's going on quite with Mr. Kraft because we all, you know, loved him and we thought we, he was a, a man of respect. And you have to, I, I'm disabled, so I'm in a lot of pain. But he's got to sit down and have a conference, literally, et cetera, et cetera, because there are people that are going to that stadium and paying huge money just to park, let alone anything else, and come up with some conclusion, because guess what? This is going to be like the Dallas coach there. I can't think of his name. Tom Landry. The one that had the little. Yes. Yes, Steve. Ooh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to have to let you go. I'm going to have to let you go, sir. The call, Steve. Okay, I appreciate the call, Steve. I'm sorry. I'm sure you also don't like being hung up on when you're trying to make your point. So earlier today, I was yelled at for uh, my sharing my opinions on the program that I have been tasked with hosting here in the station, and now I'm getting feedback from the callers. Oh, that I don't be sensitive more now. I'm don't joking. Don't be sensitive. Uh, Steve said he's the same. I want he's credit for being a professional, though, because when Steve said he's in a lot of pain... Um, I I were, three, two, today. one. Were you about to say the same thing? And so are all the listeners. So, so are all of us. But I didn't. I didn't say that. I wouldn't. Neither say did that. I. You saved it for afterwards. And I don't. And I. We don't seem to. We don't wish to make light of Steve's situation. We no. don't understand his plight or his condition. Nope. Nope. And I do appreciate the fact fun. that he is a long tenured, diehard Patriots super fan as well. It's a yes. It is a mess, Steve. And, and I, I'm going to blame the Patriots again. They broke Steve. I'm telling yep. you, this is all the Patriots' on-field fault. When you play this poorly, when you put together this poorly of a constructed roster and talent, people don't know how to react. They're used to good things. They're used to good players. They're used to complimentary football. Right. And they, you have broken all of these individuals with the way you play, Patriots. I hope you're happy with yourself. Are you happy now, Belichick? Are you happy now? Or whatever the name of the Dallas coach is. 
Uh, all right, last call, Phil in New Hampshire. Please feel free to go ahead and uh, yeah, would do you, would you like to offer some uh, critique of us at this point? <laughs> yeah, you know, you guys really need to uh, dial back how long people get to be on the phone for. I understand people's grandkids don't answer the phone sometimes, but you guys can't be de facto grandchildren. Although it was kind of cute, um, but uh, that was kind of rude, wasn't it? I was actually but pretty anyway, soft. Thank I, you, thank you, Phil. But um, seriously. Um, Belichick's coaching style, you know, detail oriented. Um, all of our, all of our, today was bad quarterback play. Like, like you can, I can sit here on my couch and see five easy reads that he should have hit. No problem. Any quarterback hits it. And I don't care what these players say deep down inside. When you know your general is not a general, your field general, and you know that you really truly don't have a chance to, to, to compete at a high level, detail-oriented stuff ain't going to work. But if you want the light at the end of the tunnel, we have $100 million. We know Mac Jones is, is mediocrity at best. He's seeing ghosts. He's McDonald at this point. So, I mean, let's just hope uh, Budget Bob Kittler, uh, decides that he's going to spend some real money, let Bill and Bill do all the shopping they want, the two bills. Let them do their shopping. Let them pick their groceries. Give, them, give the players real money. Understand that there's a millionaire tax in Massachusetts, so you're going to have to overspend a little and get a real team in here and see what happens when Belichick and, and O'Brien get to shop for all the groceries and let the man go out with dignity. That- all right. That's a quality call to end on, Phil. Thank you very much. And, yes, Andy, try to be a little less like a sympathetic and understanding grandchild in the future, would you please? I'll do my best. And now, by the no- did he say he wants um- – Belichick and Bill O'Brien to buy all the groceries. Are we all in on that plan? He did indeed. That's just I, I'm not. I'm not so I would, sure. About I would that. rather somebody else. I'm not even sure how much we trust Matt Grow because it seems like I this don't. year's draft class is pretty good. Uh, it has its ups and downs. Last year's draft class has fallen apart. Didn't even make it out of the stratosphere, let alone experience reentry burn. 2021, eh. the uncharacteristically aggressive shopping spree. Eh. I don't know. It's a mess. Boy, we got. And you know what? Hey, here's the thing. We're going to have plenty of time, plenty of podcasts, and plenty of in-season to discuss and dissect it because I don't think we're going to be talking about path math or any of that stuff in the near future as well. All right, Andy. Time now for thumbs up and thumbs down. Who made the list for showing out and showing up, and who made the wrong list for throwing up? So we'll start with Kyle Duggar. I thought he played a hell of a football game. Obviously he had the interception early. He had the sack of Tua early he actually had a tackle right at the sticks early in the red zone and it's like oh he's fighting the good fight now they ended up scoring anyway um but i thought duggar was out there giving it what he's got as you said contract year i don't know if he's extra motivated or not whatever the hell who cares you're getting good production mm-hmm. um and he had uh, i think he led the team with like eight tackles so him my guy Farrell brown is going to continue to make it because when you throw him the ball twice he catches it twice he gets you 33 yards which may have actually led the team i'm not even sure it was close um I like Farrow Brown. I like watching the big guy rumble with the ball, and there's not enough players on this team I like to watch do their job. So Kendrick Farrow... Bourne led the way with 36 yards. Oh, he so had he had three, three for more. 36, average Great. of 12, and a touchdown. Farrow Brown, two for 33. Farrow Brown is now outplaying Mike Kosicki. Mike Kosicki had two oh. catches for 11 yards in the well, day. I mean, wow. I, again, I told you Mike Kosicki was the most overrated player all summer. I, I never saw what people saw in Mike Kosicki. Like, it was the worst narrative Woof. ever. Anyway, uh, for Bryce Beringer, 
makes it yet again. He averaged 53 yards a boot, had a nice 49-yarder that was downed at the four by Schooler. Then he had a 63-yard bomb that went out of bounds inside the 20. Bryce Beringer is good at his job, and you probably need him to be because your offense isn't really good at theirs. Like That's we your said, thumbs plenty up. of practice. Yep. Thumbs down. Mac Jones, sorry, you can't throw yep. that pick. You know you didn't make a good throw. You know you didn't step into it, and that was a uh, key factor in the game. You had It was so ugly that they were joking about. Mike McDaniel was like, yeah, Ramsey told me he was going to have a pick six. He lied. He only had a pick field goal, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, they're screwing around having fun down there in the Miami locker room. That's Part of that's on you, Mac Jones. And otherwise, he wasn't really that good either. He averaged like five yards an attempt. He threw the ball 29 5. times. 5.8 yards. F- 29 times for just 161 yards. That's not good enough. They're not good enough. Not all on him. His weapons stink. He's losing weapons. That's part of it. Uh, speaking of stink, and I'm sorry, I won't say trash, but I will say stink for this game, J.C. Jackson was horrific. Horrific. Couldn't cover. Couldn't cover in zone. Couldn't cover Hill. Couldn't cover Waddle. He made me mad when he did a um, ball hits Waddle in the chest, and then he does the incomplete like he did something. He did mm-hmm. nothing. It bounced off Waddle's chest. J.C. Jackson couldn't tackle. He could not do anything right. He was symbolic of the uh, effort that gave up 15 receptions to Waddle and Hill, 200-yard uh, receivers. And, uh, by the way, Tyree Kill went over 1,000 yards on the season. He's on pace to get over 2,000. Uh, Told you it should be first player in NFL history to get 1,000 through the first eight games, yep. by the way. He should, yep. be in the NFL. he should be in the MVP conversation. Um, that's a conversation we can have a different time and a different day. Put that on mm-hmm. the Fitzy in the heart mailbag, and we'll uh, put a pin in it and circle back around. Third down on defense, I mean on offense, Patriots couldn't stay on the field. One of nine on third down. They oh. call it the money down in the NFL, as I wrote, and you went broke on it. You can't stay on the field against the Dolphins. You're going to try well to keep said. them off the field. You stink on third down. You're going to lose. And, and then their my third last down one, defense was just as bad as their third down offense. Well, not as bad. No, no, no. no. Almost. Okay. Um, ball, and ball. then the last, I, I put one thing all together, just sloppy losing football. They keep doing the dumb things. I told you that little series of plays earlier with the fumble, the hold, the false start. But they just continue to do dumb stuff, dumb penalties. I think they had six or seven penalties still. Um, and then you don't cover Jalen Waddle because Hill went in motion. Like the the ineptitude, the ugly plays, the dysfunction. To take the word from last year, that was just for the offense. Feels like dysfunction is now a uh, three phase part of the Patriots makeup these days under Bill Belichick, and that continued in Miami. And we said it going in. You probably were going to have to play a pretty close to perfect game because you don't have the talent to overcome. They weren't close to perfect. They were not indeed, Andy. They were not in any facet, shape, way, or form on the day. The referees were bad. The Patriots, sadly, were a little bit worse, and that ultimately leads to a disappointing 14-point defeat in their house of horrors where they now run their record to 17-42. and Down in Miami, Bill Belichick now 0-6 against Tua Tungavailoa. That is the only quarterback ever with six wins against Belichick, let alone a quarterback with a perfect record against our coach the defensive genius of the nfl time now to punch out on the cars for kids player of the game brought to you of course by cars for kids that's cars with a k one eight seven seven cars for kids donate your car today or visit them online at cars for kids that's cars with a k dot com andy it is without a doubt speaking of uh k it goes to kyle duggar for his defensive effort on the day kyle duggar finishes today with an interception he has six tackles, two assists, one sack, one interception, and a hell of a game. Whether he's playing for the contract or showcasing for a trade, 
Who knows? I hope they sign number 23 to a long-term extension because I thought he is a building block and had himself a great game today. That'll do for the Six Rings post-game show. Andy, good job by you. Give him a follow at Jumbo Hart. Joe Braverman, excellent top-shelf work. As always, thank you to Mike Cadlick and Christian Foyer for calling in and all the callers. Whether you guys entertained, informed, or enraged us, we couldn't do it without you. Coming up, Sunday Night Football. You got the Bears and the Chargers coming up via Westwood One's coverage. We'll be back next Sunday with the Six Rings postgame show following Commanders at Patriots. Don't forget to tune into the Six Rings and Football Things podcast this week. And tomorrow, of course, Patriots Monday here on WEEI. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>